This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Taz and Jim just talking with Devin Peacock about the player uh, for the 49ers who caught the ball by pinning it to his butt last night. People were calling it the buttception, but you don't like that phrase, Jim. No, buttception sounds like it's like a butt in a butt within a butt. And you don't know if it's the real butt unless the top stops spinning at the end of the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, you fall backwards off a chair just to figure out what's going on. <laughs> Was that the Inception porn parody name? The Buttception. Buttception. <laughs> God, they're getting lazy with these titles. <laughs> so you think it should be like more like Butterception? But- well, that sounds like you got Butterfingers and you dropped the ball. Yeah, you didn't make the interception. Mm, yeah. I don't know. we got to come up with something. A posterior receiver? I don't know. Tight end? Tight end. Or how about loose end? A loose end. Because if your end was too tight, there's no way you're catching the ball with your butt. Oh, it can bounce right off like a quarter. (laughs) Another big sports story today. Go Canada, go, man. Did you ever think, Jim, you're a soccer fan. Did you think you would see Canada's national team in a position where they could become number one? Yeah. I... I, I, not number one. I saw them making World Cup, you know, in my lifetime, you know, I, but I wasn't figuring that the team would be so strong right now. Tonight, Canada versus Mexico. And if Canada wins, they, they move up to the top spot, which is huge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure Mexico has a pretty solid team here, but this is exciting. This is oh, home field Canada. advantage for Canada playing out in Edmonton. Now, that's a home field advantage. Outdoors. Yeah. What is it going to be? Minus 10? <laughs> Serious? I'm not joking. Yeah, no doubt. It's expected to be uh, to be minus 10 degrees. Oh, boy. These Mexicans are going to be furious. Uh, with That's before the wind chill. What? Yeah, I don't think they're used to that kind of uh, weather in Mexico. It is funny watching guys playing soccer and like they just have the gloves on. Like I know it helps a little, but not much. Your legs are still getting cold. Yeah, you put you hike the socks up as as high as you can get them. Get the Under Armour on maybe, but boy, that's going to be chilly. Goalies are, are pretty happy. They get to wear the long sleeve shirts, right? Yeah, but they don't get to move around. Like, these guys are going to be jumping on the goal line all game long. They're that's gonna be, true. They're going to be in the worst situation. That's true. Well, if Canada keeps uh, excelling here at soccer, I think we're going to have to start putting roofs on our stadiums. <laughs> yeah, we didn't think this out, eh? <laughs> you know? we never thought we'd be playing this late in the season. Could have had the game in Toronto, and I'm sure they could have accommodated, had a, a, a little bit of a warmer venue if uh, if they wanted to play the game in the T-Dot. But I get it. It's Canada's team. you got to spread it around. Mm-hmm. So 9.05 tonight is when the game starts. That's our time, 9.05 Canada versus Mexico in men's soccer as we uh, we follow the road to the World Cup for the first time in a long time for the Canadian team. Just got a text message, Jim. It was right in front of us the whole time. What? If a football player catches the ball with their butt, should be called an ass pass. Oh, uh, so easy. So ass good. Pass. Mm-hmm. Bizarre story developing in London, Ontario. This is from the London Free Press. London police have charged a City Hall employee with arson after a suspicious fire at the publicly owned River Road Golf Course uh, in the clubhouse on November the 7th. So if you're not from the London area, River Road Golf Course, it's been shut down. It's a city-owned course, but it wasn't open for the past little while, and they were planning on using it for the wintertime 
as a homeless shelter. They're going to have a temporary homeless shelter set up there. Apparently, the clubhouse was part of the plan to uh, provide um, some amenities for the shelter. And somebody has burnt it down. The accused is Michael Peter Belanger, 54 years old, works uh, with with the uh, the fleets over at the city of London. So with the vehicle fleets. Yeah. And this is a city owned golf course, city owned golf course, city hall employee and uh, and arson charges causing property damage, according to a police statement that was issued on Monday afternoon. So uh, this guy's in trouble. Now, uh, City Hall has said, we take these allegations very seriously. We hold all employees to a high level of accountability in their service to this community. We will cooperate fully in this process. He has been suspended with pay, effective immediately. Um, obviously, the, uh, the the group who was getting ready to set up this shelter is... They're in a, a bit of a panic now, trying to find somewhere else to set up the, the shelter. Mm-hmm. It was an indigenous-led winter shelter proposed for the site. And if anyone has any suggestions, they're open to hearing them because, yeah, they were, they were getting ready to do this thing, and the cold weather's rolling in. Now, what would be the motivation here? We don't know for sure, but uh, Michael Peter Belanger... According to a free press reporter who tweeted this out, he does own a piece of property, a home very close to River Road. Mm. So it could be that, you know, and when you're looking at motive, it could be he didn't want this set up because he had concerns about a homeless shelter being right around the corner from your house. And there was a lot of concern. This was in the news, the local news, for a few weeks at least, a lot of controversy, people on both sides. So when the fire happen it was the most suspicious thing ever mm-hmm. what do they call them nimbies not in my backyard is that the yeah that's people a, that's a phrase you yeah. know hey we want to help the the homeless we should do something about this homelessness problem but not in my backyard yeah yeah you know i do have some sympathy for the people who don't want it in their backyard though because it is as you know it's a tough thing to have in your neighborhood it's got to go 100%. somewhere but, you know, I don't think anybody wants it in their backyard. Well, there's concerns, you know, and it's it's not a simple solution. It's not an easy subject. And you're right. It has to go somewhere. And if if you had property that adjoins River Road and like if you were trying to sell your house, for example, and then it's announced, hey, there's going to be a homeless shelter in your backyard. That may affect whether or not you can sell your property for what you think it's worth. Of course. Yeah, of course it would. It is what it is what it is, you know, different people show up and uh, it's it's a little the environment changes. But it's not worth becoming a Fimby. What's that? Fire in my backyard. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean this Ar- arson is never the answer. Yeah, I mean it's all alleged at this point, but if you're worried about your quality of life going down, like dude, uh-huh. talk about ruining your life if this is what happened. Talking about the story in London, Ontario. London police have charged a City Hall employee with arson after a suspicious fire at River Road Golf Course took place on November 7th. A million dollars worth of damage to the clubhouse at River Road, a site that was set aside to become a homeless shelter for the winter. And uh, we've got a a comment here about us discussing that story, Jim. Go ahead. 
throwing Mike Belanger's number or name around like he's guilty. We didn't say he's guilty. We said he's accused. No, but you guys are throwing his name around and talking like he's guilty. You have no idea who Mike Belanger is. He's the nicest guy ever. Well, I didn't, we didn't say he's not a nice guy. But you guys are throwing his name around like he's... Like he did it. We, we never said he did it. We said uh, every time we mentioned his name, we said accused. Like every, the whole thing made it sound like you guys are accusing him. And putting this well, we're not, we're not accusing him. The London police have accused him. There's an article in the newspaper about it. I know there is. But you guys are making it seem like he's f***ing guilty and you have no idea who Mike Belanger is. All we know is what the London police have released and what's in the London Free Press. Well, right? Yeah, but uh, you guys just making it sound like he's guilty and making his name, you're putting his name to the dirt. That's not. Well, he, he's been charged with arson. Charged? Right. That's what we doesn't said. Mean guilt, doesn't mean he's guilty. We never said he was guilty. No, but you guys are throwing his name around and putting it to the dirt. So how do you know him? Because I've known him for a long time. He's always helped me out. I always helped my family out. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. You guys just. Well, we we also said if you know we can understand why there'd be some uh, frustration by people in that area finding well, out a homeless shelter is being put out, out at the golf course. You know, his wife's also indigenous, right? Didn't know that. I don't know anything other than the fact he's been charged with arson, and what's written in the London Free Press. Well, and that's you know, and that's the only information we shared about him. You guys are making him sound bad to say it. Are we making him sound bad, or the fact that he's been charged with arson is making him sound bad? You could be charged with arson tomorrow. And, I, I could be, and you know what? I bet there'd be a headline in the newspaper that Taz from oh, the yeah. radio has been charged with arson. He definitely would be. Yeah, 100%. People, I don't know. He's just, you guys are making him sound bad, and I, he's just a nice guy. And I, hey, I, if, if he is innocent, then uh, we'll be more than happy to let everyone know about that when he is... If he's not found guilty, we will 100%. We'll invite him on the show if he wants to come on the show. All right. You know, if he wants to come on the show now, he's welcome to come on the show. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Bye. Get it. Must be frustrating when someone you know is charged with a crime. Sure, sure. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, the top story in the city. Like, it's part of our job. Like, how do we not talk about it? And we said alleged and charged. We never said he was guilty. Again, uh, he has not been found guilty of this crime. He has been charged by the London police, and the courts will, uh, will decide whether or not he's guilty of the crime. And, obviously, the story will continue to develop. There's an investigation that is ongoing. Um, and as those details are released, we'll, we'll share them. And if one of the details is he was wrongfully accused, we will make sure everybody knows that he was wrongfully accused. Okay? Mick Jagger, you've got to take your hat off to him. He's the number one rock, rock and roll performer. Um, but as a band, if you were outside a pub and you heard that music coming out of a pub some nights, you'd think, well, that's an mediocre pub band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap! Oh, snap! Roger Daltrey from The Who laying down the gauntlet against the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Mediocre pub band. Ouch. Didn't hear anyone complaining at Ford Field in Detroit yesterday. The Rolling Stones performed. Uh, Mick Jagger apparently was on his game. Yeah. And nobody's saying they sounded like a mediocre pub band after <laughs> the show. 
Mick was doing his thing too. He, they're they're doing doing the North American tour, and every city they go to, Mick Jagger's posting pictures of himself sightseeing around town. Uh, more dive bars, or well, there was the dive bar picture that kind of started it off. And, and yesterday he was uh, out in Detroit. Where was he here? Stevie Wonder mural at Music Hall. And he was uh, by a manhole on Brush Street. Cool. He posted a picture of himself near the monument to Joe Lewis. That's cool. Outside of Ford Field. I'm just surprised that Mick Jagger is, is out there. Like, everyone knows he's doing this now. I'm surprised he's not getting swarmed by fans. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they can't go anywhere. Maybe it's because it's, there's no, not much paparazzi in Detroit. Yeah, I think the like the Uber fans would kind of get a forum going online, like "Where's Mick at?" Like a "Where's Waldo" thing. Yeah, or something. Yeah, you got. Uh, it looks like these pictures may have been taken really late at night too. Who knows what time they rolled into Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think your fans are old as well. They're, they're ready to ready for bed after eleven p.m. Exactly, your yeah. fans are a little bit older. You know, your groupies are in their mid seventies. Yeah. And and Mick Jagger just puts on a hat and walks down the street. You would never go, I think that's Mick Jagger. And you got the masks now True. on top of it. You could be wearing a mask and mm-hmm. you'd really have to be paying close attention. Unless he's doing the chicken walk. Down, <laughs> Permanently. Yeah, down the sidewalk. <laughs> then you might recognize him. But Mick Jagger out and about in Detroit before the show at Ford Field yesterday, which uh, from what we hear, they've still got it. Don't ask Roger Daltrey for his opinion, though. A couple of the OG Ghostbusters were on The Tonight Show last night. Uh, Actually, all surviving Ghostbusters were on there. You had Ernie Hudson, Bill Murray, and Dan Aykroyd joining Jimmy. Now, in this clip, we got uh, Aykroyd and Murray talking about why they decided now was the time for another Ghostbusters movie. I know people have been trying to get you guys together to reunite for a long time. Why now? Jason Reitman wrote a great script, so full of heart, and going right back to the first two movies and its DNA and its heart and soul, and we just read it and thought, you know, this is, this is the right time, and, uh, and this is the right way to do it. Jason is the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman, and Jason's made some great movies on his own, and he had his own take on, because he grew up as a child of the Ghostbusters, sort of, in a way. He, um, he had something he thought would work as a good story, and we all agreed that it, he, he got it. It's pretty cool. Man, like Jason Reitman, he was in Ghostbusters 2. He had like a brief one line in the movie, apparently. Right? What's that? Must have been like a tiny kid at yeah, the time. Yeah, right? he was yeah. a kid. He was on set for the original Ghostbusters. Then he grows up. He's a successful director. There's no denying. He's, he's made some great movies. And I hope that it works out here. I know a lot of Ghostbusters fans were disappointed after the last reboot. So to get a direct sequel now... Uh, hopefully it lives up to all the hype it's definitely a good marketing opportunity uh you got uh, people jumping on board the ghostbuster train like high c what high c you know high c yeah i used to drink it when i was a kid high c uh back in the day they released a ghostbusters drink called ecto cooler you may remember the commercials this summer Coming to a supermarket near you. There's going to be a great new high C flavor with an outrageous food taste. 
And what are we going to call it? Ecto-Cooler. Icy Ecto-Cooler. Slimer's new fruit drink. You've been warned. Yeah, it's like a like a green sugary drink. It's Slimer's snot. It, it looks not? it looks like Slimer's snot. Hmm. It does. Well, High C is bringing back Ecto Cooler for a limited time only because of <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Tell me it's got booze in it because all those kids have grown up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Little uh, green apple schnapps <laughs> yeah. mixed with some uh, some Slimer High C. You can't buy it though. This is the catch. It's all a marketing thing. You have to win it by uh, going to follow High C on Twitter, and you've got to earn it mm-hmm. by interacting with High C on Twitter. Okay, so if you're looking for some uh, ecto cooler to enjoy while you're watching the new Ghostbusters, follow High C on Twitter. I didn't even know they still made this stuff, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thursday. New Ghostbusters in theaters. Sports Devin Peacock, our sports guy from Global News Radio, is here. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Oh, the uh, L.A. Rams did not win last night. The 49ers uh, had a big one during Monday Night Football. Just as I predicted. <laughs> Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> this is becoming a bit of a trend. I am here to help the Taz and Jim listeners. You do the opposite of what I suggest, and you will become rich. Uh, the the big talk of the game, though, was the buttception or the butt catch. Kawan Williams of the 49ers appeared to make an interception last night by pinning the ball to his buttocks, and then he dragged it up through his legs uh, to his crotch region. It looked like it was good, but he was flagged on the play for pass interference. That means the uh, the buttception was negated. Uh, it's like the old, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, uh, does it make a sound? If you uh, if you you commit uh, pass interference, does the butt catch? Does the butt catch last beyond Monday night? I think it will, just because it was a great play. But it's kind of a little funny that he makes that great catch, which ultimately doesn't count. But still, uh, we all saw it on the night that Odell Beckham Jr. made his debut for the Rams. Odell Beckham Jr. is known for making spectacular catches, not with his butt, uh, but in general. And so maybe he was just uh, showing off for OBJ a little bit. Here's the thing. If there's ever a famous catch called the butt catch, I don't want any hands involved. Yeah, it would have been I more impressive. I cheeks clasping down on it. <laughs> yeah. and the ball is tapered running. for a reason, folks. <laughs> yeah, get in there and start hiking her down the field. Yeah, he runs it in still with no hands. Yeah. That would be impressive. Some funny comments on Twitter here, including this one. The referees have decided taint a catch. <laughs> I can see more players trying to, trying to do this, though. Now that... <laughs> They know it's possible. It's like a barrier has been broken. Sure. You can you can intercept the ball with your bum bum. It is. Uh, it's like when Tony Hawk did the 900. Now everybody does the 900. Exactly. It's possible. Well, congratulations to the 49ers for their big win last night. And almost an all-time great interception. Thanks, Dev. Dave Chappelle played a sh- sold-out show last night at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. Jim Kelly was there. His mm. fiance Sarah surprised him with tickets to the show. Power move. <laughs> I think we know who's in charge in that household for the next little while, anyways. Mm-hmm. 
Jim, you've been a fan of Chappelle forever. I know he's been uh, surrounded by controversy recently. Some people weren't happy that he was going to be doing this show in Toronto. Did you see any protests outside or anything like that? No, and I was kind of keeping an eye out for them. I thought if I did see one, I would, like a couple of people protesting, I would totally go up and interview them, get their thoughts. Nobody. Not not one single protest. I was kind of shocked, but um, it wasn't. It was a it was a great time. It was his debut of his um, documentary. It's called Untitled, and it was at Scotiabank Arena. So they showed the movie. They showed the movie. It was it was yeah a couple hours long, and it was all about how like he moved to Ohio to a farm in the middle of nowhere in this really small artsy town. So the documentary was essentially about him living in this small town during COVID and trying to do outdoor shows. Uh, with like the small town zoning bylaw officer getting all upset, <laughs> and then it, it's about like the George Floyd thing that happened and how it all was a perfect storm for, you know, uh, political unrest. And it was a powerful documentary; it was really well done. Uh, but he also brought a couple special guests with him. Uh, shout out to Sam J, comedian who opened for him. She was hilarious. And Jeff Ross, the roast master general. Himself, roast master general was there. Yeah, he opened the show and uh, emceed kind of. And <laughs> before the documentary, he pulled up like ten people randomly from the crowd. He's like, "Who wants? I'm only bringing up volunteers. Who wants to come up?" So. People were putting their hands up. He gets like ten of just all these characters up there. You weren't one of them. No, I was. In the, I was in the nosebleeds. Uh, and so this one guy goes up, or this one guy's up there, and there's a giant camera too, and you you see the faces on the jumbotron as like the cameras, uh, as he's roasting everybody. They're on the big screen, and this one guy, Jeff Ross, goes up to him, and he he's got like this long. He's an older guy, maybe seventy. He's got he's got a bald head, but he's got this long gray hair, and I'm like, how do I know this guy? Scullet. How do I know this guy? He looks so familiar. And then, and then Jeff like brings him to the center stage where he would like roast these people, speed roast he called it. So he brings this guy up, and slowly the crowd starts recognizing him too, and everybody starts cheering. And then Jeff Ross goes, "What? Why are you famous? How does everybody know you?" And he goes, "Cause I'm the cash man. Oh yeah!" <laughs> it was Russell Oliver, the gold, the guy who like buys used gold from people. I'm the cash man. Totally a, a bubble celebrity in Toronto, outside Toronto in the GTA, and like basically yeah. Ontario. Nobody would know who this guy. So Jeff was so confused, and it was just hilarious. He kept on trying to grab the mic because he's you know he's the cash the man. Center. Yeah, he yeah. wants to be the center of attention. So Jeff kept on moving the. Microwave from him, and uh, oh, the people went crazy for Russell Oliver. And <laughs> Jeff Jeff Ross was like roasting. He called him, "You look like Pete Townsend's uh, accountant." Just, <laughs> I gotta say, Jeff Ross was outstanding. If you ever get a chance, he's to see good. Jeff, my God, these roasts were so. What funny. an honor to be roasted. Totally, and some people it was very harsh. One lady had to leave the stage. <laughs> she got upset, but they volunteered, so it's yeah. like it's fair game, right? Yeah. And obviously, the cash man's doing okay. He had uh, tickets pretty close to the stage, and they yeah. weren't cheap. Yeah, you, they're going on, for like two grand. A yeah, piece. on the resale market, they they're up past three grand if you wanted to resell them. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> cash man. I didn't know he was that beloved. You have the right to remain stupid. A Hamilton man has been charged after allegedly driving to Guelph's police station. Well, his license was suspended. So check this out. A 19-year-old Hamilton man had a vehicle impounded after visiting a police station to get another released. The first (laughs) car 
was impounded October 29th after the man was charged with impaired driving. Serious charge. Mm -hmm. So he was facing a 90-day license suspension as a result of the incident. They say he showed up around 11 a.m. asking for a release form so he could get his seized vehicle returned. However, police ended up impounding the vehicle that he drove to the police station in, and he was charged with driving while his license is suspended. <laughs> so, did he not think the officers would put two and two together? You know, if you got a 90-day suspension, they know your license isn't, isn't uh, you know, legit right now. Like, how dumb could you be? Well, he, this guy has a bit of a history here. They noted his October arrest came just after his license being reinstated because he was arrested in July for impaired driving as well. Oh, so this is a, this is a theme in this guy's life. Bit of a trend. Yeah. Bit good. of a trend. Where's he getting all these vehicles, man? If I got <laughs> one vehicle impounded, I wouldn't have another vehicle to get impounded. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a rental. <laughs> you have the right to remain stupid! 403 seems, it's been bad lately, man. We were getting calls on Monday about issues on the 403 with the uh, wet snow that was flying around. And I was on my way back from Niagara Falls uh, a couple Sundays ago, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I was at my daughter's baptism there at the Ukrainian church in Niagara. And on our way back, about 10 cars ahead of me, there was an accident where uh, it was two lanes went down to one lane, Somebody obviously didn't realize that was happening mm -hmm. and at the last second tried to get over, clipped another vehicle, and, and a van went into the ditch. I was terrified because my sister had my son and my niece, nephew, in their van, and I didn't know where they were. I was like, oh, please don't let that be them. Uh, got up there, and again, scary. When people get out of their cars after an accident, Right. And, and they're walking along the side of the road, and you're just like, man, that is a dangerous thing to be doing. Yeah, yeah. Real miracle that they can get up and walk at least. Like, that's great. But, yeah, it's a chain reaction can start pretty quickly if people are wandering around. Well, this is what, what went on. I called my sister. I'm like, where are you guys? They were behind me. And they said by the time there was two cars involved when I passed it, by the time they got up there, there was seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So cars kept bumping into each other. Now, I don't think it was that serious, but still, clogs things up yeah, really easily. Worse, the more uh, slippery it gets out there, too. How was your travel into Toronto yesterday? It was, it was snowy, a little wet. Girlfriend's Kia's got the four-wheel drive, though, so I was feeling pretty confident out there. Your girlfriend gets an award this week. This is a... This is a baller move by Sarah, Jim's fiance. Yeah, yeah. Randomly surprised me with Dave Chappelle tickets. He's uh, doing a North American tour uh, for his new um, documentary. But he's there. He's doing stand-up and the documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. There's some special guests and everything. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay, we'll get a full review of the show coming up here, but we got to give a kudos to Sarah. Mm -hmm. Knowing that Dave Chappelle is one of your favorite comedians, mm -hmm. she just sneakily buys you these tickets and says, Jim, guess what? We got plans tonight. <laughs> now, That's awesome. I appreciate it. I did get back at 3 a.m. last night, and I'm running on an hour 15 of sleep. Okay, so Still you're going to complain. It. It's Sarah's fault that you're tired today? That's, <laughs> yes, that's the narrative you want to go with Listen, here? I don't want to butter it up and make this all mushy-gushy, okay? You know, it's getting a little awkward over here. I had to take it down a notch. Mm-hmm. 
Well, it, it'll be interesting to see if this kind of stuff ends once you're married. <laughs> <laughs> How about these uh, mudslides out in BC, Jim? Oh, yeah, this is wild. There's been a lot of rain there, a lot of floods, and uh, a lot of photos of, uh, of bridges and roadways completely washed out. In fact, in Vancouver, as of 11 a.m. yesterday morning, there was only one road to get out of Vancouver. You had to go, like, up and around Whistler. Well, at 11 a.m. yesterday, that road was washed out as well. So there is literally no way to get out of Vancouver and move east to Canada. You actually, if you have to travel east to the rest of Canada, you have to go down into the States, into Washington, and loop back around. Wow, imagine what that lineup's like at the border. Yeah, talk about supply chain issues, uh, ramp to the next level. Plus, if you are like, there's no, it's really hard to get a PCR test to get back into Canada right now. I've got a buddy who plays on my soccer team, went to the States, couldn't get back into Canada. He had, he missed our game last night. He says, I can't cross the border until I get my hands on a PCR test. Do you guys win? I don't know. I was at the Chappelle show, so I, I don't know. I got <laughs> to check my WhatsApp. Go to soccer group. last night. <laughs> so they were down two players, yeah, two key yeah, it was players. No good. It was no good. Uh, helicopter rescues going on too. People trapped in between mudslides, and Man. the Canadian Forces helicopters have started flights to rescue approximately 275 people, including 50 children, stranded between two mudslides. It is a just a crazy situation. Like being completely closed off from the rest of the world. It like reminds me of a video game. You know when you play, like, an open-world video game? Yeah, yeah, like Grand Theft Auto, you can't get to the next island because you haven't unlocked it yet? Right, or eventually there's some sort of boundary that prevents you from leaving the city. Like, the bridge <laughs> yeah, has a giant true. concrete thing on it. Yeah. Like, there's always some, you know, in the Spider-Man game, you, you try to swing out and get on the ferry to take you somewhere else, and you get to a certain point, it just turns you around automatically. Yeah, yeah. Or you hit a mountain range, can't get over it. That's kind of like Vancouver right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just like looking at the list, there is 12 different washouts. Like, it's not just one big one, two or three. It's tw- it's 12. Man, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be priority number one: fixing all those bridges and roads with the mudslides going on out there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, everyone, all our friends in in uh, in British Columbia are able to stay safe because that is a wild situation right now. Uh, driving to work this morning, Jim, I saw a sign that made me chuckle in front of a marijuana dispensary. I know they've been the the topic on, on the show uh, for the past couple of weeks. Um, it said, we price match. I just love the visual of someone coming in with a marijuana store flyer from the competition saying, <laughs> hey, I can get a gram over here for $3 cheaper. Uh, could I speak with the manager? I'd like to take advantage of your... You're price matching. Yeah, and what will they price match? Will they price match my college roommate's prices? Because that's far different than what the store down the street will sell it for. Yeah, my neighbor's got a garden. Uh, <laughs> he's basically giving the stuff away. You guys price matching that? Yeah, I thought all the prices at the stores were all the same. I thought it was, it was like the LCBO. Like every LCBO has the same prices. I guess maybe it's different for weed. Are there coupons? <laughs> is there something that I'm missing here? Is there, is there marijuana store coupons? I don't know, but they do have, like, membership things now where you get a stamp card, and each time you go back in, you get an additional percentage off. Oh, okay. So they're, they're getting in the retail game. It's not like the old Subway card where you buy 10 joints and you get one free. No. Uh, That'd be amazing, though. I miss that. I miss that at Subway. Yeah, don't, don't you a while. Remember the Sub Club? That was so great when you got that free sub.
the stamps. You'd lick the stamps and you'd put them on the yeah. card. They'd add up quick. Yeah. Mickey D's does it kind of with their coffees. You get the sticker on the coffee. They still have yes. that going on a little bit. I lose yeah. it every time, though. I don't know if there's some sort of legality dispensaries, but there's a marketing idea for you. <laughs> put that on your sign. The Weed Club. We get the Weed Club. <laughs> they should print the coupons on rolling papers. Ooh. You use the coupon twice that way, right? <laughs> yeah. Unless you accidentally smoke away your savings before oh, you get a chance damn, to use on the it. way to the on the way to the store. <laughs> we price match. I love it. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.